Come on, man. And with the local DBC News, Evan Kuzey with the Twins and Comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback.
Get upstairs and take out that garbage. Yo, what's up, y'all? I want to welcome you out to another Live by Terrence show. I'm the host, T-Rex. Man, we got a show for you tonight. We're going to kick it off with a, a surprise in just a few minutes. Also got Shauna Lawrence coming in. Uh, she's been on Royal Pains on the USA Network. So she's going to be coming in, uh, talking about her acting career and, and bottling career as well. We've got some special guests that will be coming on in just a moment from the Three Kings Approach. We also have at the top of the hour, the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking all about football. We are broadcasting right outside Atlanta, Georgia, home of the SEC country, home of the Auburn Tigers, the defending SEC champions. And we're going to continue to talk about that for, for a whole hour throughout the show. Uh, the buzz, you can feel the buzz. You can, you can cut it with a knife. Oh, you got people, especially in the state of Alabama, Alabama, Auburn. We, we are ready for for the epic season coming up August the 30th, the kickoff of the season. And, of course, the NFL. Right now the NFL is in the preseason. Shout out to my boy Johnny Football. Uh, I got to see the highlights. I didn't get to watch the game last night, but uh, he was 7 for 11, 63 yards, a couple of rushes, a couple of first downs. Just preseason. But anyway, we're going to kick it off with a song for a special guest of mine that's going to come on and do something dear to me and for the audience that is tuned in tonight. So we'll be right back. You gave me strength to 
Back to the live by Terrence Show. T Rex is in the building. I want to welcome somebody that's very dear to me. She also happens to be my mom. I want to welcome my mom, Miss Virginia Bennett, to the show. She's going to read a poem to us tonight. Mom, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, we yes, are I ready for you. You ready? Yes, I am. Okay. The name of this poem that I'm going to read is Alabaster Box. The room grew still as she made her way to Jesus. She stammered through the tears that made her blind. She felt such pain. Son spoke in angry. Heard folks whispering, there's no room here for her place. Still on and on she came through this shame that flushed her face. Until at last she knelt before his feet and thought she spoke no word. Everybody, she said, were heard. As she pulled her master, paid her love for the master from her box of alabaster. And I, I lived long enough to come to pour my praise on him. Like all from Mary's alabaster box. Don't be angry if I wash your feet with my tears and dry them with my hair. You weren't there 
the night he found me. You didn't know what the loving thing he thought to me. You didn't know and feel what I felt. You didn't feel what I felt when he wrapped his arm around me. And you don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box. I can't remember, forget, the way life used to be. I was a prisoner to the sin that held me bound. And I spent my days into a little box, little treasure box I thought I had found until the day when Jesus came to me and he healed my soul with the wonder of his touch. So now I'm giving back to him all the praise he's so worthy of. And that's why I love him so much. And I have come to pour my praise on him like oil from Mary Alabaster Box. Don't be angry if I wash his feet with my tears and dry them with my hair. You weren't there the night Jesus found me, and you did not know how I felt when he found me. He wrapped him lovely arms around me. And you don't know. You don't know the cost of my oil in my alabaster box. Thank you. Oh, Mom, that was lovely. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Mom. You have All a good right. night. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. That was alabaster box. My mom just read to you all. Oh, man, that that, that just, whew. That just put some, some spirit up in me. <laughs> I'm going to welcome somebody that's, that's, um, that's, that's very cool with Live by Terrence Show. I'm also cool with them as well. Uh, he's one of the hosts of the Three Kings Approach. Uh, you can catch them on Saturday nights at 8.30 p.m. I'm telling you, you got to check out the show because their mission is, is to empower all men to establish and preserve long-lasting relationships by advocating positive change to help men be better individuals, better in their relationships, and better in their marriages. And the vision of the, the Three Kings approach is to be one of the largest streaming and most listened online radio broadcasts in the United States. And I want to bring Obama on the show. Uh, we got the rest of the crew that's coming soon. How you doing tonight, sir? Hey, what's going on, Terry? Ah, no much, man. Uh, but what you think about that poem that, that mom just read? Oh, man, as a fellow poet, man, that thing was inspirational, man. That thing had touched me to my soul. I felt like going to go pick a couple of pecans listening to that. <laughs> I know that's right, man. I know that's right. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, I know we have some uh, some other special guests that are going to be joining us. we we got a big blockbuster show. We have Shauna Lawrence. She's coming up in just a few. And then also we're going to be talking about football. I know you're ready for some football. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I have always uh, I have already spoke, spoken with Shauna. We're going to bring her on in just a minute after this song. DPK. Time to get in touch with your high 
Yo, what's up, y'all? This is the King of Underground Media, T-Rex, Live by Terrence Show. going to welcome Obama back as he's the special guest co-host with T-Rex. And I want to welcome our first guest. She's a model. She's an actress. She's a director. She's a Vibe Vincent uh, pinup. She also going to be found on the Royal Pains show on the USA Network. Second time coming on the show. Shauna Lawrence, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing lovely, doing lovely. It's, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to have you back on. Uh, I know before we went on the air, we were talking about we got so much to catch up on. It's, it's, it's been, been a little minute since you've been on the show. So, so tell us what's been going on with you. Oh, God. Things have been so busy yet so <laughs> great for me. Um, <laughs> I oh, yeah. just did Urban Ink pinup. So that was okay. something major for me. And um, Royal Pain Season 5, I also did um, Zombie Cleanup, and I also have a couple other things in the works. Also, I became the female ambassador for the Anthony Lawrence Collection, and also <laughs> I am the female brand ambassador for I Killed It Clothing. Oh man, so so how many uh, so how many times you got to clone yourself to do all these jobs at the same time? <laughs> that's a there lot. That's a lot not of enough of me. <laughs> it is not enough of me to complete all tasks. Oh yeah, I'm I'm glad you're staying busy. I'm a fan of yours, and um, I'm I'm glad to have you back on the show. So, uh, tell us about the the work you did with Royal Pains on the USA Network. Well, I was on Royal Pain Season 5. I was on there. I was the mother of a biracial child, and I was dating a friend of the doctor, and it was just a small thing, but it was it was really amazing to be surrounded by such major stars and feel just as welcome as if I was on a small cast role. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And what, were you nervous? Or you, you did you or you was this confident you was like I'm gonna knock this out. <laughs> I was more so agitated. I knew that I could get in there and I could knock it out. I could take any role and own it. Mm-hmm. But it was more so. It was freezing cold, but I had to. I was dressed as if it was the summertime, and it was literally freezing. Literally, it was like 45 degrees. And I'm out there in a tank top and capris and flip flops. Woo! So how how are you able to do that to block that that element out mentally and, and to and also to pretend that it, it you know you in a warm weather climate climate while you um shooting that scene? It is not an easy task because there were so many times where like my teeth would start chattering because I was so cold, <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh. okay, think warm thoughts. Think of warm places. Just just think, and you're trying not to shiver. But once that director yells action, mm-hmm. it completely goes out the window, and it's like, okay, let's get it done, let's get it right, and let's get it over with. Uh, okay, okay. Now, I know you, you, uh, you also in the upcoming sci-fi series, Zombie Cleanup. Uh, can you tell us about, about that show and, and what role you play in that one? I play a zombie in Zombie Cleanup. That oh, is okay. <laughs> it's a role that's totally out of my element. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. You take me someone who models and is used to, you know, just looking pretty, and then you just take all that and dumb all that down, and you're covered in fake blood. They take your hair and they scrunch it and they put leaves and dirt in it to give this dirty effect. <laughs> they put these fake scars and wounds all over you. It's mm-hmm. like it, it's totally different. But it's more so on the comedic side. It's not so much as horror, but it's more so comedic than horror. Okay. And um, how did you prepare for that role? Did you have to do any kind of research on being a zombie or or the characteristics of acting like a zombie? Just just, just walk walk us through how you prepared yourself for that. I rehearsed a lot. I got with a couple of makeup artists who were used to working with people and used to doing um, set makeup. And um, I got with a few people that had also played zombies before and watched a lot of zombie flicks and tried. It it was hard for me to get it together to, like, walk, make myself walk to look like I'm broken and to make myself drool without laughing. That is like the hardest thing to do is to just start slobbing on yourself and not laugh. <laughs> it is not easy. Oh man, it is I, not I, easy. yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know if I could picture myself slobbing on myself, <laughs> but I have been sleeping. You know, <laughs> never mind. That's too much information. <laughs> Oh, man. But I think the worst part is once you're done and it's a wrap for the day to go home and try to get all that fake blood, which is basically syrup and food coloring, and try to get it off of you. That uh-huh. is the hardest task. And you, you be done shower for an hour and a half and you get out and you still have makeup on and then you still have syrup and it's all in your ears everywhere. <laughs> now I know you you playing that zombie role. Did you have any kind of dreams or nightmares to spin off from that that experience? No, no, because I am. I love horror movies. I okay. grew up on them, and I could sit and watch them all day long and not even flinch from them. So it wasn't. It was. It was something I really wanted to take on. So I mean, if I got the opportunity to do it again, I am very ready to do it again. We are on the air with Shauna Lawrence. You can definitely call in if you're listening, 646-378-0298. Uh, Shauna, I want to ask you, what, what is your favorite horror movie? Oh, my favorite horror movie, I have to give it hands down, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh, Freddy man. Kruger. Hands down. <laughs> oh, that used hands to scare down. me. That used to scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't... Ooh, even the previews that used to come on TV used to scare me. I remember one time I watched the previews. I literally jumped out the bed screaming and hollering. I was a, you know, I was a little kid then, banging on my parents' door to let me. In. <laughs> I like Freddy Krueger. He doesn't scare me. You know who scares me? Chucky. He scares the hell out of me. <laughs> he does. He does. You think about it. A soul possessing a doll. Do you know how many dolls I grew up with in the house? And I have a daughter now, and she loves dolls. So it, Chucky scares the hell out of me. 
So do you ever get chills when you walk by and you see the dog sitting there nice and neat and you're thinking that that a, a soul like Chucky might be in there looking at you like that? <laughs> I will literally sit in the middle of my bed and I would not move. I would not move. I try not to even look at her dogs. I make her take them and stick them all inside the closet and put a Tupperware tub on the top of them. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, uh, make sure none of your fans send you any kind of Chucky lookalike dolls or, or dolls in general because Shauna might, might freeze up and put them up somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to faint right there. That's just going to be the end. Now, what, what upcoming projects do you have uh, coming up soon? I have my calendar for one that I'm currently working on. Okay. which I plan on putting out in 2015. And also um, I'm working and collaborating on getting my book completed so I can get that done. And it's just basically going to let people on the inside of who Shauna Lawrence is and where did Shauna Lawrence come from and the woman that I've become today. And okay. also... Um, I have a few other projects that's under wraps right now that I'm working on, but once I get the confirmation and the let's go, I'm going to go ahead and give you the word and let you know what's going on. All right. That's, that's what's up, Shauna. Uh, is there anybody you would like to acknowledge at this time or in the shout-outs you would like to give? Yes. I always, always have to thank my manager, G-Law. And I have to definitely thank my publicist, CC Band. They have sat with me and helped me through this road and through this journey, and I just appreciate everything they do for me and for being here for me. And most of all, I want to thank my fans because without them, I wouldn't be where I'm at also. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to thank CC Vance. She definitely has been a major contributor to this show and I'm grateful for her, and I'm also grateful for you. I want you to come back on the third, fourth, fifth, tenth time. <laughs> we got to keep, we got to keep up with you. You're doing some major things out there, and and you're also a, a great role model uh, to to everybody. And we need someone like you on the show to, you know, kind of just, you know, talk about your career and and what you got going on, and and you know, just encourage people, the people that are trying to get into the acting industry. Yes, yes, definitely. Now, where can we find you online? You could find me at my website at www.shaunalawrence.com. You can find me on Instagram at assurity25, that's A-S-U-R-I-T-Y 25. You can also find me on Twitter at assurity25, and you can find my fan page and my personal page on Facebook. Shauna Lawrence. Well, Shauna, I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show tonight, and we definitely would like to have you on again so we can um, catch up with you. And I definitely got to go check out that, that sci-fi show. Yeah. <laughs> and watch and, and catch you on Royal Pains. Uh, I have briefly watched that show, but I definitely got to look for the episode that you are in. Yes, you have to find it. <laughs> So you can catch Shauna Lawrence on the Royal Pain Season 5 and Zombie Clean Up. And if she has her calendar coming out 2015, 
You be on the lookout for yeah. her. She's definitely making major moves, and I want to thank you so much, Shauna. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. That was Shauna Lawrence. Uh, she's a two-time interviewee of the Live by Terrence show. Definitely a pleasure to have her on. Definitely want to give a shout-out to CC Vance. We're going to keep the show rolling along. I'm going to bring on the other special guests from the Three Kings Approach. Long-time friend from, I ain't going to say diapers. So we didn't know each other when we was in diapers. <laughs> but definitely from elementary up to present day, we're going to welcome Mr. Jarvis Avery to the show. What's going on, brother? What's going on, What's up, man? man? What's up? I'm hey, glad it, 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 it was yeah, it wasn't that, but man, but it was pretty. It was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm glad to be on the show, man. I really appreciate it, man. You're doing major moves, man. You're doing big things, man. And just just from from, from one valley into another, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. You, you're doing big things, man. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm glad to have you and Obama on on the show right now. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, uh, Terrence. Yes. You think you can do me a favor? Sure, what's up? Man, you think you can have Miss Shauna Lawrence send me an autographed picture? God, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 let me start, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will see if, if we can make that happen. <laughs> Thank you, because I am a fan. All right. <laughs> we'll definitely we'll do that. Um. And maybe we can get her to come on you all's show every Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I enjoy your show, and I know y'all talk about some of everything. And um, I just want to talk to you all, you know, about your show platform. So um, Jarvis or Dobama, can you, um, or either both of you all, tell us about the show and what vision do y'all, you all have? Go, go ahead, go ahead, Dobama. I, I, I'll, I'll let Mr. President kick us off. Okay. Well, essentially, man, we're just all about helping people be better people, man. You know, it's primarily for men, but what the women can take away from it is they can actually get a format where men are discussing manly topics and how men see things. So it's very inspirational, and it's a lot of room for people just to learn from. And also it's a good format and a good platform to where people can listen just understand you're not the only person that goes through what you go through. You're not the only person who sees life how you see life. So, I mean, there's different things uh, for everybody, man. We just try to help people. And, you know, we, we put a little, uh, sometimes it's a little ignorant. Sometimes we're very articulate. But it's just about being real and just about having fun and a good time, you know. Yeah, I, I know y'all keep it real. And uh, I know I have been on the show a couple of times. And, man, it, it sometimes it's like first take. Yes, <laughs> 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 all, man. Yeah, let me let me just add one two cents in there, man. And and, and Obama is correct, and and the fact that what we're trying to do, man, you know, the, the whole thought of the reason why we came up with the show and the idea was because we know a lot of guys that sit out there in the barbershops and you know, or or at the domino table, you know, they're just talking, man. And a lot of these guys, you know, have have questions about you know relationships and stuff like that, where really they're not really necessarily just comfortable discussing it really just out in the open forum, man. So we're just trying to uh, make guys feel more comfortable, provide them with a platform, man, you know, because there's a lot of guys that's out there that, that that's wondering some of the same things but just kind of afraid to ask. So we just kind of want to just provide a platform 
where guys can call and say, you know, kind of discuss what's going on and kind of ask some other people about their experience and, and have, you know, have they sort of experienced some of the same things and stuff like that. And we try to give them advice. You know, we let them know it's strictly, you know, our experience, you know, so we don't necessarily try to say, okay, this is the right way to do it or this is the wrong way. But we just want to give everybody the opportunity to, you know, express themselves and, and we listen because a lot of times people just need somebody to listen. You know, they have, you know, they might be in a relationship or might be with somebody or whatever, and that person's not listening. Uh, we had a caller uh, a couple of shows uh, back, you know, by the name of Melissa, Melissa, and she called, man, and, and after the show, she hit me up on the side and said, man, the, the, the show really helped her to just really get out some emotions that she needed to get out, man, and that's really what it's all about. Uh, you know, so we're just going to keep doing, trying to do the, the best thing we can, man, give an audience, you know, a platform or something they can call in and, and discuss some issues and some, you know, some real-life issues. And, you know, we crack jokes and have fun. But at the end of the day, you know, we really want to empower people to get out and make sound decisions so not, you know, so we can just become a better society and a better community all together. Right. And uh, I would like to ask you, um, beside Melissa, um, what other feedback you have received from from the show? Because, uh, like I said, I'm a I, I listen to it and and Wendy she listen listen to it as well and 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 it is a lot of um, key points and, and and just key information that you can pull from from there. And I, I commend you all on, on the job that you all doing, and I, I hope y'all keep that passion going and and, and keep it up because we need we need shows like 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 your show and and uh, the Live by Terrence show because. You know, we we, yeah. we talked about this before on y'all show about the media and everything. You know how people, you know, especially our flesh in a way, loves violence and loves sin. People right. fail and stuff like that. But your your show talks about a wide a variety of topics, and I just want to know what, what what kind of feedback are you getting from from your fans and uh, your listening audience? Uh, what kind of feedback you you getting, brother? And I, I jump into what you know what the feedback I've been receiving. we get we get several people, man. Just uh just just jumping in from time to time, random listeners, man. We get uh, a lot of emails, a lot of Facebook posts and comments. Just basically saying that it, it's about time that they can go to an outlet to where people are giving it to them real. You know, we're, we're not. You know what I mean? We even though we do try to be uh we're, we're respectful, but politically correct, not necessarily a hundred percent. You know, so people, they, they tend to, they like that. They like being able to where they can call in and be themselves, and we try to promote people to where you can call in, and you can get an honest opinion about life. You know, like I, I think nowadays what we do is we try to be so politically correct with people that people don't even get a chance to be who they really are. So basically the type of feedback I get is just people are just happy that we have a format to where they can be themselves, they can talk about what they want to talk about, and they can chime in as long as they want to and, and not be interrupted and just have a, uh, basically a, a format for them to come and, you know, ask a couple of questions and bounce off the Kings and see what we have to say about it. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I, I get a lot of feedback on my message board and post, man, and, and, and for the most part. And, and I'm going to be honest, man, you know, I, I take every feedback, whether it's positive or negative, because at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to be able to please everybody. So I even take, and I don't necessarily even consider it, negative feedback, you know, some of the feedback that we know about, you know, we need to do a little better about letting people finish thoughts and stuff like that, you know, and, you know, we're all still learning, man. You know, we kind of just started this thing on the fly, man, so, you know, I, I take that feedback and, and try to you know, spin it in a positive light, man, because, you know, 
at the end of the day, man, our, our audience is what's going to drive us, man. So their their opinions matter, you know. And if they and if they make a suggestion and thinking, you know, a, a certain aspect of the show can be better, then you know we we take that man and and you know we try to you know make it fit, man, and we and we run with it. But overall, man, we we get excellent feedback. Uh, you know, I like the the one thing I like about our show, man, is, is the versatility of, of of the 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 host, man, and even the audience because. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have an 18 year old kid or 21 year old kid that that call in, you know, and they kind of, you know, speaking slang or whatever, we still can relate. And then we need to be articulate and and, and you know and, and talk on a, on a professional manner and stuff like that. We can do that as well. You know, we are, we all career men. You know, we do our thing. But at the end of the day, we we can also relate to those people that that's that's in the streets and stuff like that. So that's what that's a good thing I liked about our uh, panel of hosts, man. You know, we we. You know, we versatile, and you know, in whatever situation, whatever it is, we all can relate because either we we've been there, you know, you know, some of us done, done lived in the projects and stuff like that. So you know, when a person is calling, talking about hard times and and section eight housing and and the struggle, you know, we can relate to that, man. You know, it's, it's, especially you know, Terrence, you, you you know, we grew up in a small town, Valley, man, and and the struggle was real. You know, we watched we watched our parents and grandparents, man. You know, had to pitch together pennies, man, to, to get us involved in sports and stuff like that, man. So, you know, when we get those type of calls, man, you know, we can relate. And we need to talk about, you know, being corporate and, and stuff like that. You know, we can talk about that, too. So that, that's that's one of the good things I like about our show. Yeah, I definitely respect the versatility of the show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back with the Three Kings Approach hosts. And we're going to keep talking and talking. <laughs> so we'll be right back, y'all. Yes, Okay. <laughs> uh, I tell her go and get it, tell her, tell her go and get it. She say she can't find it, so I tell her go and get it. Tell her go down and come get it, go down and come get it. Make a snap back at night, talking about the city. Rap swell songs, and the rappers like the morning. Kill your favorite rapper, now your whole team morning. My team kicking like the Colorado Rapids. And these rappers scared of be, so I must be fair. Tell them go down and go get it.
going to a profit. Profit, 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 profit. They family quiz in the solid. I turn school into a profit. Profit, 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 profit. I'm taking dividends. Your girl giving in. Pass us to my homeboys and they play the like an instrument. Play the like an instrument. Play the like an instrument. I wasn't going to do it, but she said that she would not do it. Now I'm kicking, thinking, pulling bitches like it's my mission. Making artists give out like a bad transmission. Got a real clean flow. Don't make it turn dirty. I'm a real fly dude. Your crew, domestic turkey. Maybe you should go in to keep it real. Turn it to a battle. You can go in and write your will. Welcome back to the Live by Terrence show. I am your host, T-Rex. We got Doe Bomber in the building. We also got Jarvis Avery in the building. We're just uh, discussing about their show and how they're doing on Blog Talk Radio as well. Jarvis, you will not believe that is an artist from Valley. <laughs> I don't know if you, you have heard of, heard of him. His name is Rapswell. And that was the Fireside Chats. He would be on the show next Sunday, 9.05 p.m. Eastern Time. Hey, man, I was over here bobbing my head, man. I ain't know who it was, but, hey, hey, he, he, I like that flow, man. I'm telling you, man, Valley, man, Valley doing big things, man. I'm telling you, uh, hey, I'm, I'm glad to see them young guys, man, put, putting all that talent to use. Yes, yes, indeed. You know, when we was younger, um, it, it, well, really now, it's still not that much to do for for the youth anyway, um, but right. find trouble. <laughs> yep. yeah, but, yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, and we, we, we're trying to push, you know, stop the violence and and, and just try to reach all communities because everybody is, is, is affected by it some, you know, some way or another way. And it, it is important for, for people like you and our servant leaders that we have locally that can reach out to to the people that's in need or some kind of encouragement or direction. Because a lot of times, we, we you know we, we're off the road, we don't have any directions, or, or we think we're making a, a sound decision, but then, of course, when you get into it, you see it start affecting others, and sometimes it might be too late. But but for the ones that we can still reach out to, you know, we, we need uh, we we do our best to try to educate them to, to turn them around. Right. Right. Now, football is coming up, and I know two weeks ago <laughs> y'all had a show about football, everything football, and I know Jarvis, you're an Auburn fan. Uh, yes, Obama, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what fan you are. <laughs> oh, man. That, oh, that's easy, faith, brother, that, That's everything Florida. Uh, if yeah, it's Florida, faith. it's functional. You heard yeah, that Tampa team in Cuba. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <Lord. laughs> all right, now see y'all finna get me started. Now we all know ain't been ain't been no Falcons been no good since they were doing the Dirty Bird up there. Now, uh, here you well, go. Here you go. I'm a Chicago fan, so that that doesn't hurt me at all. <laughs> but I can't. Oh, well. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> Now, what what are your thoughts on the uh, upcoming NFL season? Uh, how do how do you think the uh, Tampa Bay is going to fare this year and the Atlanta Falcons? 
Oh, I, I got uh, the Bucks, man. We going twelve and four this year. Uh, I spoke with Lovey Smith last night, man. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to him. He said that he said if I was you, I'd put a hundred on that twelve and four, Mister Obama, sir. <laughs> I said, "Well, thank you, Lovey. I definitely appreciate that." Uh, no. As far as the Falcons, man, I, I think the Falcons, on, on, in all honesty, I think they outlook. They're probably looking at about six and ten this year. Uh, I don't like how the offensive line looking. Uh, they basically got a you go for a running back now. It seems <laughs> his, his his best days is behind them. Uh, just depending, man, and that defense. I don't like their defensive line. I don't think that's too much going anywhere. Uh, they also that court, that secondary position is looking kind of shaky as well up there in Atlanta, man. I don't see too much coming up out of that. So. Uh, I look for the Bucks to blow them out every time we play Atlanta this year, and you know, dirty bird for denim. How about that? <laughs> well, that, that, that's that's a great admiration, you know, and, and, and you have to be biased for the home team. So I I, I get that. But first of all, the, the the fact that Tampa is going twelve in anything is it, <laughs> probably probably a little bit much. I, you know. I think Tampa's probably, you know, they made some, some key acquisitions in the offseason, so they should be better. I would say that. They should be better than last year. But I also think uh, the Falcons, man, you know, we, we were decimated by injuries. And you have to look at the fact that even with all the injuries that we, that happened and the games that we lost, man, we lost about six or seven games by single digits. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that sounds, that sounds a lot. And that's even what what they suspect defense and a, and a quarterback who got sacked probably, uh, you know, um, who, who was the other quarterback got sacked in the most? I think Matt Ryan was the second most sacked quarterback. Oh, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's looking up for the Falcons. I, I think we're definitely going to come out the gate. You know, you know, I, I think the secondary should be better. Uh, the, the offensive line, you know, they, you know, they might still, still be a little suspect. I think we'll be better on the defense. I'm kind of looking forward to um, seeing where um, Paul Warlow going to do. Uh, you know, he showed flashes last year, man. So now with, with you know, with the injury to our linebacking core, you know, he should be thrown in as a full-time starter. So, hey, I, I, hey, I think I think we're going to make some noise this year, man. Uh, you know, it's a tough division. You got Carolina in now. You know, you got you know, New Orleans. New Orleans looking to have a bounce back year this year. Uh, you know, but I, I will tell you this: I, I, don't, I don't expect the Falcons to be the bottom of the division this year. I will say that. Uh, well, good luck with that, though, brother. Well, actually, uh, Karen, uh, let me ask uh, you a question. Okay. Uh, Karen, now I, I think, as, as the brother Jarvis eloquently so put it, man. I mean, as a football fan, how do you feel when you hear people say, you know, we we lost the game by a point, we lost eight games by one point? What, what do you think about that? I mean, as a Chicago fan, I mean, y'all lose more games by a point than anybody in America. <laughs> well, I put it like this. When you lose a game by a point, a lot of times it, it hurts more than just the loss itself because, you know, a couple of plays here and there, you know, take some turnovers away. Those All those, all those losses could have easily been wins. And... Chicago actually had a chance to make the playoffs last year, and I actually thought they was going to make it because, you know, Aaron Rodgers went down for like five or six weeks with Green Bay. And so Chicago, that that was Chicago's division for the taking. But then, of course, Jay Cutler. <laughs> I'm not a Jay Cutler, I'm not a Jay Cutler fan. I am not a Jay Cutler fan at all, but I love my Bears, though. I, I just, it's a love-hate relationship with him. Just like, 
when uh, Jason Campbell was playing at Auburn, it was a love-hate relationship with him because I didn't like Jason Campbell as, as a quarterback. But, mm-hmm. hey, we went, we, went, we went undefeated 2004 season. But I really can't blame him for that because when Jason Campbell was at Auburn, he went through uh, new offensive coordinators every season he was there. Right. right, right, and it also happened to him in the pros for a couple of years. So that's why he really didn't uh, develop to the quarterback he should have been. Uh, Cutler, Cutler just to me he appears arrogant. He just he, he's one of those type of people, you know. You go to school with like in high school, he walk in the classroom, he just think he just all that, and and he don't have to do anything. He just think that he's gonna make an A or everybody's <laughs> gonna just be his friend and stuff like that. And that, and it's kind of how he he's approaching. Playing, playing football, uh, pro in the pros, and it just don't, don't cut it, because you, you got to be humble. Right. right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Years well, ago, when, when he got injured, he was, he was, he was injured. He was sitting around doing an exercise bike. When Green yeah. Bay went to the to the Super Bowl that year, I think when they played uh with Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, he had Pittsburgh. that twisted ankle and had to shut it down. Right, but he was on his on on the exercise bike though. Everything appeared to be fine with him, but he, I think he just didn't want to go back in and embarrass himself. But yeah. I think this year Chicago is going to be a lot better. You know, we got Alshon Jeffrey, of course we got B Marshall, Matt Forte, and the defense should be improved from last year. You know, Chicago's always known for their defense, but. It always seems like when when you get a a good offensive guru in, everything just flip flop. Now Chicago right, is more right. about offense than defense. And right. That's never been the case in the history of Chicago. We was always known for defense, and then we have uh, at least a decent quarterback. Yeah, not a run game. Yeah, the, the like, run. Like, yeah, you'll see Chicago run a lot of that power out, man. That that three yard, that three downs in a cloud of dust, and see what happens. Well, let me just yeah. ask you, who, who, so who, who, who you think? Do you think Seattle will make it back to the Super Bowl this year? Wow. It's it's between them and San Francisco. It's almost like a coin flip between those two. San Francisco is, is, is there for for many more years, and, and Seattle is there too, man. And they got a great coaching staff, and they both got two young franchise quarterbacks, so they're going to always be competing for a, a chance at the Super Bowl. But you can't never rule out, like Stephen A. Smith says about Aaron Rodgers, he's a bad man. You can't rule out Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ne- yes, sir. can't never rule them out because Aaron Rodgers is is the NFC Tom Brady. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. I agree I with that. But let me say this. Now, Denver made a lot of moves on defense in the offseason. I like what they did. And I watched their preseason games the other day, man. And I, and Demarcus Ware, well, man, he looked like he back. You know, he you know yeah he was had a little he was slowed by injuries a little bit last year, man. And you know I think he finished with six six sacks, which was basically his his career low ever. You know I think that was the first time he ever finished a season under double digit stats. But he looked like he back, man. So you know. I think Denver, man, probably going to have something to say about that because I think we all know uh, offensively, even though they lost uh, your boy out to the Jets, you know, definitely. I think Denver, man, you know, they added, I think they added Emmanuel Sanders out there from Pittsburgh, man. 
uh, go to go along, you know, uh, with, with the other guy, big time receiver they got, man. So I, I think Denver probably trying to make another crack at it one more time. Um, yeah. yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't rule out Peyton Manning, but he 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 only won one Super Bowl. He he gonna get you there. He gonna take you to to the he gonna he gonna take you to the water. <laughs> He gonna take you to the right. well. <laughs> so y'all believe in Moses and a helmet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> they lead you to the water, but can't make him drink it. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I respect Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning. You know, I, I'm kind of down today because uh, I participated in a fantasy league football draft today, and I ain't get to draft Peyton Manning. I drafted him last year, man. Wow. Those those oh, fantasy man. numbers. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll come up on the thirtieth, man. I can't wait. Yeah, I end up getting um, I man, I put an OG move, man. I put I, I put a Tom Brady, and Tom Brady was I think rated like eleventh quarterback on the ESPN fantasy draft. Yeah, but here's I, why. Yeah, but yeah. here's why though. Here's why. Gronkow- Gronkowski is back. And that's a touchdown machine. He's one of the better tight ends in the league. And I hope that he has overcome the injuries that he has experienced the last couple of years. But I think yeah, with, with, him, with him back in the fold, uh, you, you can't really rule, rule them out and rule out Tom Brady having a, a monster season. Cause, I mean, he's still throwing 4,000 yards, but you can kind of see the decline in him. But – no. I, I, I'm riding with Tom Brady this year. I'm riding with him. I think he's going to do some do some do you, some numbers. You are you ain't you ain't wrong for that, man. I think what I think what Bill Belichick is doing out there in New England, man. He, he he's really getting back to what helped them win uh, those three championships, those three Super Bowls, man. And, and he's getting back to defense. He they, if you quiet as kept, man. If you if you look at it, man, they're they're really starting to, to rebuild their defense, man. Um, Looks like Darrell Reeves is, is, is getting back to form, man. You know they got a good linebacker core, so New England probably will be that 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 team that nobody's talking about, you know. And they and they consistently win about ten, eleven games every year, man. So really, if, if they defense come around uh, this year, man, you know they you know they definitely man can can make a play and make some moves, man. So yeah, you you definitely ain't wrong for that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You you you're right about that. We're going to take a quick station well, break. We're going to take a uh, Obama. I'm sorry to cut you out. We're going to take a quick station break, and we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. No, yeah. I got it. I'm yeah. the soul plane pilot. Yeah. I got dicks off in my radar.
just tell her. Yeah, I'ma run it up. Yeah, w- well, uh, uh, yeah, I'm cool like that. Yeah, uh, I'm going in the cave again. Chicago Bears. 
Well, when it comes to the Bears, you know, I'll be honest, I watched the game, watched the preseason game uh, from the other night, and I was pretty pretty uh, pumped up to see one of my former favorite college players uh, look, look pretty impressive as our, as our potential backup quarterback in uh, Jimmy Clausen. And a lot of people forgot how hype Clausen was out of college, but I think uh, I think he was hurt by the weapons in Carolina when he got to play. So I kind of think with Cutler's injury history, that Clausen uh, will eventually beat out Jordan Palmer and might be a key piece for us to, to win a game or two when Cutler goes down. Because there's no doubt he's going to go down. He goes down every year, whether it be two yeah. or three games, whether it be five we're going to need a good backup, and I think Clawson is a guy that people are sleeping on because he looked awful in Carolina. But if you looked at the lineup that they put on the field with him when he was in Carolina, Steve Smith was out, Jonathan Stewart was out, Keanu Williams was out. He didn't have no weapons. So I think it's, he's, I think he'll be a key player, and I thought we looked, looked pretty good the other night. Now let me ask you this. Do you think he would be a better backup, um, better than what McCown was to us last year? Um, I will say I don't I don't know if he'll put up the numbers McCown did because I think McCown uh, McCown hit some big plays he had some big stats in a playoff game if I had to choose which one I would want, I would want under center I would choose Clawson <laughs> I would choose Clawson I know McCown's a Tampa Bay Buck now I think they may have overpaid him slightly <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree with you but McCown hey McCown McCown had a good season you got to I think they paid him commensurate with what he played last year but I don't think he let's you know, you've heard the term one-year wonder. Let's just say that's a possibility. Right. Yeah, right. but you know, somebody that put me to mind of that, this is years ago. We was, we was our kids. Uh, Scott Mitchell, when Dan Marino was the quarterback in Miami, uh, I think he yeah. had torn his ACL that year, and Scott Mitchell came in and, and, and had a great yeah. year, and then he signed his big old contract to go to uh, Detroit. And I, I, that kind of that kind of reminds me of what, what Josh is, is experiencing, the one-year wonder, the hype. He, um, he is uh, what 33, 34 years old. So his window is very, very small Absolutely. now. But, but he, I, I commend him for you know playing hard and then getting that contract. But I hopefully um, he can do some things uh, with, under Lovey Smith down in Tampa. I love Lovey Smith. He, he did great things for Chicago, and I, I hate that they let him go. A ten yeah. and six season, and then make the playoffs and still got fired. I don't understand that. But I can understand that, understand that often. Yeah. Hey, let, me, let me ask you guys a, song, a question, man, and tell me you guys' take on this. Uh, you know, you got a lot of teams, man, that need really good quality uh, backups, man, because as y'all say, you know, every year, man, you got one or two, you know, quarterbacks, man, that that's known for going down. Why do you think, man, I don't, I don't understand – why Vince Young, man, is still like on nobody's roster. When, when he when he had the little backup role at, um, you know, coming out of camp or whatever for Green Bay, uh, I think that was last, was it last year? That was yeah, last year, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I watched a couple of preseason games, man, and and he he looked he looked pretty good, man. And I I don't, I don't you know I, I know what it is, man. But I just want to know what you guys take on that. Yeah, well, the thing about it, man, when you look at when you look at quarterbacks like like Vince Young, uh, the Tim Tebow's, and things like that, what it is is for offensive coordinators is they have to change their system and their ideology in order to accommodate the quarterback. What you would say, which we would say, if the player's worth it, you would do that. But you got to look at it like this: like the the best quarterbacks that we see in the league today are quarterbacks who are tied at the hip with their head coach, who grow up in the system or in the case of Peyton Manning, who make their own system. Like you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady go hand-in-hand with Bill Belichick. 
You look at Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers go hand in hand with uh, your boy in Green Bay. Like, all of the best quarterbacks are system quarterbacks because they master the system. Now, when you bring somebody like a Vince Young or something in like that, if you put Vince Young and he backs up Tom Brady and Tom Brady go down, you have to change your whole offensive game plan to accommodate the quarterback. A lot of teams are essentially saying that they don't want to do that. They don't want to change their ideologies and how they run their team in order to accommodate a Vince Young or a Tim Tebow, who is a playoff-winning quarterback, for that matter. Man, Tebow couldn't throw the ball. So, yeah, he <laughs> got a full bat line up at quarterback. Yeah, he did. He did beat. He did beat Pittsburgh. I give him that. But he can't throw. He couldn't and throw the ball. And he threw the ball well that game. Three hundred twenty-eight yard pass, <laughs> if I remember correct. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you look at Tim Tebow's college stats, the man people act like the guy can't throw at all. The guy completed sixty-four percent of his pass in his career in, in Florida. The man can right. throw the forward pass a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying he's Joe Montana, but to act right. like he punts the ball, no, this guy can throw. Bitch, you can throw as well. Um, I, I agree with the assessment that that it, that it is some about the, the system structure. If anybody, if any, if any NFL franchise were to fully commit to a to a spread option type system, bringing in a Tebow, a Young, a Pat White, all at the same time would be a good idea. But if you're, you know, if you got one foot in the West Coast system and you back up, kind of a spread option guy, it's not going to be. Not, you're not going to practice well, you're not going to play well, and you're definitely not going to adapt if, if the start goes down and you try to adjust on the fly, as my man said. So I, I agree that that probably is a good a good reason why. With, these teams are only keeping two quarterbacks on their 53-man roster for the majority nowadays. You generally have to have those two quarterbacks fit the same system, and that's just hard to do. All right. Yes. We're going to talk a couple about, uh, We have um, Jermaine from Georgia on the air. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, I want to interject on, on what's going on, guys. Hey, I want to interject on what y'all was saying about the about the uh, system quarterbacks. Now, I agree with what you said about the Vince Young thing, but Vince Young, let's let's put it this way: when he was in when he was in Tennessee, the the few years he was in Tennessee, he played in the West Coast system, and he could throw the ball downfield. He had two, three thousand yard years, so. You know, he can go either way. He's like the tweener two way quarterback where he can stay in the pocket if he has to and he can run and he can run if he wanted to. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. But, That's true. And and the other thing with Pat White is he was a spread quarterback. He had to be moved. Tebow, on the other hand, I thought he would have done better if he would have went to Canada last year. And develop his passing game since it's a passing yeah. league in Canada. I mean, right. what do you guys right. think of that? I agree. You know, I think really we we don't get to see Tim Tebow toss the rock downfield too much. Like everybody, every team I've seen Tebow playing play in, they've always talked about containing Tebow. Again, that's where we come down to the system at. But I think that if you let Tim Tebow go out there and play like he in the, he in the Sandlot Football League as what they do in Canada where they sling the ball for 50,000 yards a year, and just give him the opportunity to where he can actually learn to make his progressions and make his reads, I think we might see a success exactly, quarterback you, with I mean, And I would agree with that because you – and because you've got the water field and you got six receivers on the field, you can actually make yourself better with your peripheral reads also. Yeah, you but know, I, I, mean, I, 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 totally, I totally agree with that. I, I think, I, I think that uh, one reason – one reason you don't see Tebow in Canada, though, is because I don't think he would accept it. 
just like Vince Young wouldn't accept a quarterback job in Canada either. Those guys that are view themselves as NFL quarterbacks a lot of times view the Arena League and the CFL as beneath them, even though it's probably a mistake in their in their judgment. That's a lot of times the way they view themselves. I would definitely yeah. agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. If you look at another no. quarterback who's in the Arena League now, Colt Brennan, who played for the Redskins, he's working his way back into getting his, his name out there into the NFL again. So, I mean, there's a lot of players out there that can play in the NFL should they get the chance to. You know what, man? You know, I, I think it is a mistake to kind of have that mentality, man, because you, even some of the, 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 the quarterbacks who came in the league who actually made their mark in history, man, like, you know, like the Dove, Foodie, those type of guys, man, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 came from those other places, man, and and got back in the lead and, and sharpened their skills, man, and kind of mastered their craft and, and got another shot at the NFL, and they did their thing, man. I think the best thing for Tebow would be instead of just kind of just sitting idle and just hoping that a team pick up the phone and call you, man. Like like the caller said, that it's, it would be a great idea if he just go over there for for about a year or two, man. Tebow still a young guy, man. You know, you just go over there, you know. Old. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, you can. If you look at quarterbacks now, man, you know, you got a quarterback playing to thirty-seven, thirty-eight years old. So, for so by NFL standards, from the quarterback position, Tebow's still a young guy. Oh yeah, But I, but I think, I think with Tebow, the arena league will benefit him more because the field is much small, uh, smaller than the CFL. Because uh, like, like I was saying, his his passing is his weakness. So he got to utilize his other tools, which is which is running and improvising. And I think in a rental league setting, he can uh, be much better. And, and then also he, he can try to fine-tune the, that, that short passing game and, and fit into right. like a West Coast system because, you know, that's what the West Coast offense is about, just finding, finding those quick reads and then then let the, uh, the receivers get the yak after that. So That's true. I think yeah. I think he would, he would benefit more going there, but I, I wish somebody would pick him up because he's one heck of a football player. He's one heck of a competitor, and I and I and I love what he stands for, and I think he should be in the league in in, in some yeah, capacity. I yeah, I agree. I agree. But you know, I think the reason that he's out of the league is not necessarily really because of his his, his skills as a football quarterback, because you know. Even when he was drafted, man, teams knew that passing really wasn't like his strong point compared to a typical NFL dropback quarterback. I think more, I think more or less the reason why he's really not in the league now, not so much because teams don't think he can throw, but because you know teams don't want to deal with the headache. You know, teams don't want to deal, and and it's nothing against Tim Tebow, you know, but but you know everybody knows like when Tim Tebow is, you know get to your team whatever. You know, it's like this this circus and, you know, T-Bow mania or whatever, man. And these teams just really don't want to deal with that. And I really don't think that's fair to Tim Tebow. You know, he's, he's kind of being punished because, you know, his popularity. You know, and that's what I think is more less happening than him just not being able to, you know, play as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, right. I, absolutely. I, I definitely think you're 100% correct there. And, you know, I think it's very similar that, the reason Tim Tebow is out of the league is a lot of the same. If you read the, the actual quote that Tony Dungy made regarding whether or not he would have drafted Michael Sam, and he said well, his quote uh, was something to the effect of not wanting to deal with the, that, right. that you know, what comes with it. I think, you know, obviously right. it's a different circumstance, but it's the same principle of why Tebow is not in the league. Right, exactly. 
and know, see, all, I, the, I, all the extracurricular that comes with it. But I don't understand that. Uh, understand that either. From a business aspect, why not have Tim Tebow on your team? You're gonna sell millions of jerseys. You're gonna be one of the number one sellers. So even if he doesn't get into playing time, your brand is gonna be gonna be put out there for for well, many people to buy. Let's put it in this perspective here, man. I mean, when, when you start coming into the dollars, man, it, it's nobody messing with that NFL money. You understand what I'm saying? It don't matter who you got or who you put out there on the field, man. We've seen Cleveland been awful for the last few years, and they still sell out every game. Chicago is an awful franchise, and they hey. still sell out every game. Hey, come on. Come hey, on, hey, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, was right, you was right up until that second – Second sentence when you put that period on that last one and went, went over to talking about Chicago now. Chicago's yeah, a historic yeah, franchise. Chicago won many NFL championships. Okay, in the Super Bowl era, they might only have won just one. But hey, George Hallis, hey, that that's the man. That's, right. uh, that's so the man that's maybe, maybe the most total the championship of the or second most one of the other. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but don't, my, don't. my 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 great 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 granddaddy was a pharaoh in Egypt, man. Ain't nobody getting the award. But hey, look, they, they all count. Now, as, as a, as a, as in college, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I can tell you, 1913 is the same as 2013. They all count as one, oh. just like the NFL. They always count all, all championships. They count as one. That's it. So if you got zero, or you got one, or you got twelve, each one of them counts as one. Singular. See, North, so, North uh, Dame was getting North Dame was getting their championship from Golf Digest and everything uh, back back oh, in the day. Wait a minute, now. You're like, hold on, now. now we're not we're not Alabama. We don't we, we don't we, we claim real ones. We don't claim the fake ones. Okay, that, uh, okay. That, you, know, you know, farmers and merchants <laughs> bank and all that kind of stuff. We claim real national titles. Don't get us mistaken. Okay, okay I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, y'all. We're going to continue our football talks with the panel. So we'll be right back. Guaranteed. 
welcome everybody back to the Live by Terrence show. We're talking all things football. We're currently talking about the NFL. I want to welcome the panel back on, Obama, Jarvis Avery, Scott Smith. And we also have a caller. We have Keon from Alabama on. How you doing tonight, sir? Man, I'm good, man. What's good with y'all, man? Hey, what's up, Keon? Nothing much, man. I cannot complain. Just came from church a little earlier celebrating the program and heard the word, man. So I'm feeling blessed. Hope oh, y'all yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's, great, That's the best news I heard all day. That's awesome. Yes, bless and highly favored, man. Uh, you, you have you any questions or comments? Well, I heard y'all talking about football, and um, it's like I was telling Terrence a while back, I really haven't been a deep, deep, like, fan of the NFL since the glory days, man, back when Bo Jackson was still playing, like old school. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Jerry Rice. Lawrence Taylor, I'm talking about old school, but I'm trying to get back into it a little bit this year, and the hype that I'm hearing about Johnny football made me want to watch one game, and the first game I saw of him, he's living up to the hype thus far. He got some rookie mistakes, but he's going to learn from it. That dude is exciting to watch, so I'm going to be watching him this season. Well, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you mentioned him. Uh, what do you all think of uh, Johnny football in the league? I, personally, I think he, he's going to – Probably won't start at the beginning of the season. I say by week four he'll be the starter. Right. Yeah, I think he'll be a pretty good marginal quarterback, possibly being a, a superstar. So I just want to know what everybody else might might think of him. No, I, 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 I say Manziel, man, is probably going to be one of the most overrated things that we've seen in football. Uh, I, I just I just got to say overrated, man. I, I watched the game the other day, man. Truthfully, I, I really think he's gonna he's a little too small to play quarterback in the league. You know, I I seen on his mobility and stuff, that is to be commended, but I, I think that as we start to see and we'll see as time goes on, man, that I don't know. I don't I, I really don't think that he's gonna translate to the NFL as well as people may think that he will. But you I know, argue, I mean we I can argue that, 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 that Drew Brees Drew Brees is smaller than Manziel. Exactly. Drew Brees plays the game from the neck up. Drew Brees plays the game from the neck up. You don't see Drew Brees take punishing hits and and and, and try to evade the pocket like that. That's a difference right there. You know, well, and, and Manziel, Manziel is actually listed as the same height and five pounds heavier than Michael Vick. And I would say that Manziel, with the pocket game, is better than Vick right now already. Well, so well, I think well, Vick to be at worst a marginal, you know, an average quarterback in the NFL. So I think if Vick, Vick can be average, Manziel can certainly build off build off of that if you want to look at the the size thing I don't see as being an issue. Yeah. Let I me say this, that. Matt. Let me say this. I don't think I think right now for me, man, it's kinda of too early to tell. Uh, you know, I watched a lot of, you know, Manziel last year by him being in the um SEC. Right and right. you know and and you know and he, he's definitely man a, a playmaker. You know he he kind of he kind of reminds me a little bit in the fact that not not necessarily skill level passing wise, but he kind of reminds me of a young Brett Favre as a kind of high risk high reward type of player. Um, but I, I watched him a lot in college, man, and uh, you know a couple of games, you know he he kind of he kind of missed some reads, you know he he kind of you know. You know, had some players that was open, you know, and he, he didn't make the right read or whatever. But I, I think, really, as he goes into the league, man, I, I think there are all things that he can learn and get better from uh, if if he's willing to be coachable. You know, as far as him taking hits and stuff like that, you know, he, he can learn from that. 
Yeah, he'll learn from that, you know. All you gotta do, you know, you ask Robert Griffin, you ask, you ask Michael Vick. That aspect of the game, believe me, he'll learn that in a hurry. <laughs> he'll learn that. So I think, really, man, for me, it's just kind of too early to tell right now, man. I, I think, I think he'll be decent. I don't think he'll be a bust right now, but I just got, I just got to see more right now. Well, let me ask you all this: Who y'all think is the most uh, overrated quarterback in the league right now? And second part of that: Who's the most underrated quarterback? I, I, I have a sense of tie between Jay Cutler and Andy Dalton right now, uh, more so Jay Cutler. I, I have never seen a quarterback to never make a Pro Bowl, to never win a playoff game, to be so commended and to get broke off so much money for doing absolutely nothing. I, I just don't get it. I, I think that he's probably the most overrated quarterback. Everybody puts their chips on Jay Cutler. I didn't like him in Denver. Didn't like him in Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, 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 I agree with that. I yeah, have to Scott, agree with that. Now, Scott, now I don't I like about Jay Cutler. I've never I liked Cutler. I didn't like him when we traded for him. I, I'm a Bears <laughs> fan. I'll say this. You could do worse. Than it. You could do worse. But the question is, who's the most overrated? When you throw in the overrated part with Cutler, honestly, I have to agree. He, because of that uh, howitzer-type arm he's got, people think he, he has to – when people always go around the word potential, they like to throw it around, especially with him and Matthew Stafford. Both of them throw right. too many interceptions, period. Because an interception tells me that you really are not processing the information in front of you, and neither one of them are rookies. Both of them still throwing interceptions. Both of them are right. way right. – we're talking uh, – Cutler's had plenty of drops, and he, he, plenty of pass attempts in this league to be able to, to start reading defenses. In my, in my eyes, he's illiterate. Now, when it comes to Andy Dalton, I disagree – Dalton has thrown for the, if I'm not mistaken, the most, the, either the most or second most yards of any quarterback in his first three seasons in the NFL history. Uh, so that's, I mean, you don't throw for that many yards and it'd be fake. Sure, he's struggling in the playoffs, but that's a small sample size. The actual regular season, the guy, the guy throws the football pretty well. I would trade right now. I would take Andy Dalton in Chicago right now. <laughs> but that's just my two cents. I agree with Young Cutler. Well, I don't yeah. say. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think Dawson is necessarily overrated, but I don't think he's worth 115 million dollars. I will say that. Uh, you know, I, I I agree. You know, I, I think I think the guy's correct as far as he. I think he has thrown for the most yards. Uh, you know, for for a guy coming in in his first three years. You know, but we'll see. You know, he he not got he not got his money. So you know, this year you know y'all know how it go. You know when so the way you tell is when they get that that payday. <laughs> then you see what happened after that, man. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say the most underrated quarterback, man. And y'all might might think I'm crazy for saying this, man. But I don't think Alice Alice Smith, man, actually get a, quite enough credit, man. Uh, I think this is a guy, man. You know, he might not throw for four or five thousand yards, man. I, I think he's smart with the football. I think he made good decisions. I know. I think he take what the defense give him, uh, stuff like that, man. So I, I think Alice Smith is kind of un- underrated. Yeah, I, I I I I I can't say that about Alex Smith because he's again he's a system quarterback, and if you look at Alex Smith's history, man, this guy's worked with nothing but quarterback gurus, man. These guys that he worked with are quarterback whispers. You understand what I'm saying? When you when you start when when you start thinking into underrated quarterbacks, you have to look at things as what they've done and their appreciation level. Now, oddly enough, I, I, it, it kind of pains me to say this right now who I think is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL right now today, I would have to give it up to Matt Ryan, man. I think Matt Ryan is not appreciated and not as celebrated as he should be in the NFL. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Yeah, I, I give you that. I, I give you that. Matt Ryan, he, he he still has to prove himself. He got to get the Falcons to the Super Bowl for for well, him to, to to get into that elite status. And, and they did have a chance a couple of years ago. And then last year they had a lot of injuries with uh, um, Julio Jones and also yeah. the other receiver, White, Roddy White. So, yeah, I think yeah, if, but, I mean, if he if, get if into he the Super Bowl, then, so what now? I said, if you weigh into account his body of work, I mean, the guy consistently put up 4,000 yards. He has a good touchdown-to-interception ratio. Uh, he he yeah. keeps Atlanta contending, even though they don't have a defense. Uh, before they got Julio oh. Jones, they really didn't have a passing game out there. Uh, the running game since Ward done, uh, Michael Burner Turner had some good years, but, I mean, it's been paltry. You know what I'm saying? And he and it's still yet and yet and still the same. Even when the offensive line has been garbage, this guy still produces. He still puts up numbers, the same exact numbers year in year out, and he doesn't wait. When he gets to the playoff, and his numbers don't necessarily fall off as we see uh, in Andy Dalton and Jay Cutler and other quarterbacks like uh, Peyton Manning, even whose numbers fall off when they get to the playoff. Matt Ryan is is to me he's the staple of consistency across the NFL. Oh, he's definitely underrated. I, that would be my choice as well, would be Matt Ryan, uh, you know, after pondering on a little bit. I, I do disagree a little bit on the Alex Smith because, to me, every every quarterback is a system quarterback. You have to fit the system you're in. As a former coach, I, I, I view a system as being an integral part of any quarterback's success, whether it's a running quarterback, a throwing quarterback, a balanced quarterback. Any system has to fit the quarterback or else it's a square keg in a round hole. So I think Alex Smith is a touch underrated, but, but you're right, Matt Ryan, he hasn't talked about as much as he probably should be. And considering what they asked him to do, which is a lot of times drop back and throw it when everybody in the when everybody in the building knows yeah. that he's throwing the football. And and he also has no defensive help whatsoever because their defense basically nice. still fights. So I agree right. with you on Matt Ryan Toby. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give y'all my my underrated and overrated. And y'all probably gonna be like, What? But my underrated quarterback is Tony Romo. What? I mean, I, I, and, hey, that, and here's that's why. That's not a bad one. Oh, he, Lord, he, have mercy. He, this is why. He, he is a winning quarterback, y'all. Even though he might choke at times. And, but you got to understand this. The dude is a stat machine. He's put he, he's putting up numbers. He can't help that the defense sorry. And then, you know, he's he going to throw his, his occasional interception and everything. But this dude has 23 game-winning drives in his career. And he has a 2-1 to one touchdown interception ratio that's pretty decent in the NFL as well. The dude can play some football. He just been unlucky in Dallas. If you stick him in in, in, in other team, you stick him at with the Atlanta or or Chicago, that's gonna be perennial perennial playoff teams every year. Yeah, I gotta give Tony Romo his due. He's really a good no, quarterback. Man. I put him I, I put Romo Tony Romo in the top ten. He's a, I put him in the top ten best quarterbacks in the league. Any day. No, dude. No, dude. Well, he, 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 he's he, a good regular season quarterback. You can't deny that now. The regular well, season wise, well, he, he, he definitely is good. He in the top ten by default, though. It ain't many. <laughs> it ain't many other quarterbacks out there that do it. So he in the top ten by default. <laughs> so we'll take him in Chicago. We'll take him in Chicago. Hey, I'll take the Romo in Chicago. I'll go buy a jersey tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. We'll take it right now. Yeah, but I mean, y'all, y'all, I mean, what we talking about here, man? You know what I'm saying? 
You you right now, man. You you sound like the dude that was the first dude to get the Nintendo on the block back in the eighties, man. <laughs> it means absolutely nothing to today, man. Whatever code, all them numbers, man, is nothing but a stocking stuffer, brother. This cat ain't doing nothing, man. I put Tony uh, Romo with any, at, any any Tampa quarterback that ever played, though. Listen here, man. I, we have a Super Bowl winning quarterback, mind you, by the name of Trent Dilfer. I mean, not oh, Trent Dilfer, oh, but Brad man. Johnson. You want to talk about oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Brad you Johnson, Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl down here. And, and Tony Romo cannot get his team to the playoffs, man. You cannot be a premier quarterback in this league and not have a presence in the playoffs. I'm sorry. There's no way you can convince me that a guy's a top ten quarterback who can't consistently get to the playoffs. Trent Dilfer, though, I man. I put, I put Jim at man over Trent Dilfer, man. Oh, no doubt. That ain't oh, even close. That ain't even close. <laughs> Trent Dilfer, this, Trent, oh, hey, Trent Dilfer's man. terrific at one thing. Trent Dilfer's terrific at one thing. He can get you to your punter quicker than any quarterback <laughs> we've discussed so far. Man, look here, man. I hope everything in life is the reason that your pinky toe itch tonight, man, saying that blasphemy <laughs> stuff, man. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, Trent Dilfer. Come on now. Good it's night. Noble. But as far as overrated, I think Phillip Rivers is overrated to me. Um, he has the – I mean, San Diego is built to win every year pretty much. They they got a good a good system there. And I, and I think he just get too much credit for him being so good, but they can't never get over the hump there. But you probably can look at Phillip Rivers and Tony Romo, and they cut from the same cloth. But I just don't – I just don't vibe with Phillip Rivers as well as I do with Tony Romo. So I think he he's probably, uh, in my opinion, the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Wow. Phillip Rivers? Yep. <laughs> they stats are similar now. They stats are very similar. He just get too much credit, though. Good credit. Phillip Rivers finds that team in the playoffs more often than not, man. I mean, Tony Romo has what two play, two or three playoff appearances in his career. Yeah, Romo has I mean, about three, and I think uh, Rivers has been in the playoffs five times. Yeah, I mean, what, what we talking about here? Five out of five out of ten years. I mean, that's that's a fifty percent ratio. You, you got to understand. understand. LT LT was there many of those those years in San Diego. So it wasn't all Phillip Rivers that was carrying the team like Tony Romo has to do for Dallas, and so that's why I think Man, Tony, Tony Romo doesn't Tony Romo doesn't get a give give a, a fair shake, and they pretty much a similar a, a similar quarterback, but they always praising Phillip Rivers and bashing Tony Romo. Tony Romo has yeah, played yeah. with Hall of Famers, man. Let, let, let's put this in perspective. Tony Romo has played with Hall of Fame players and can't get to the playoffs. Phil Rivers, on the other hand, has played with one maybe two Hall of Famers in his career and made the playoffs. I mean, if you start to quantify the argument based on that, man, what what we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? Like, we Tony Romo has played on, on some good teams, man. Great running game, uh, wide receivers out of this world. You know, Jason Witten is, is, a, is a top five uh, tight end in the league consistently. I mean, this guy literally, he has his opportunity. And, I mean, I've never seen a quarterback miss out on a chance to go to the Super Bowl behind a box of extra points now. Like, come on. What are we talking about here, man? This yeah. guy, Tony Romo, is everything wrong with America in, in, in square, man. <laughs> I give you that. I give you that. 
But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk everything college football. Yeah. Welcome you all back to the Live by Terrence show. This is T-Rex. 
we're running short of time. Um, we've been talking about NFL, but so but we got a little time to talk about college football. And I definitely want to uh, start off with Scott Smith. Uh, he is the founder of Street Lighting Recruiting, and uh, I would like to get get his take on on uh, how is that going for him um, recruiting high school athletes. I mean, you know, um, to get them to, to go to college and everything. So Scott, can you tell us about uh, your company that that you work with? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I, basically, what I do is I help market slash promote high school and junior college football players or athletes in general, the majority being football players, uh, to four-year universities and colleges all across the country, um, 848 in total, over 12,000 college coaches. When people ask me to describe you know, what my job is, I found that the easiest description, the easiest way to get what I do is that um, I'm essentially a high school version of Jerry Maguire. If you've ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire, Instead of yelling, I, instead of yelling, show me the money, I yell, show me the scholarship. So, so you know, it, it's a deal where I, I deal with uh, usually a lot of Division One and, and, and Division Two coaches on a daily basis, constantly calling, looking for talent. Um, I have a lot of kids from Alabama and Georgia, but I also have kids from all over the country. Uh, it, it's a situation where I'm just fortunate to be able to help uh, some some of these athletes, especially. Uh, local athletes get their names out there across the country, and then uh, we've got some a lot of talent in the area, and, and I'm just uh, glad to be able to help these guys get the name out there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, is this, you said it's a street life production. Is that, is, that, is that the one well, out of the uh, it, it's, yes, it, it, it originally started off as Streetlight Productions, and I essentially changed the name to Streetlight Recruiting because a lot of people thought that I was only doing highlight films, when actually the, the biggest thing I do for people is, is my database of connecting their film and their, and their profile to college coaches. I, that's the main thing I do. The, the films are just what you can see on Facebook and Twitter and that kind of deal, but the main thing I do is take those films and put them to college coaches, put, in, put it in front of college coaches all across the country. Um, where they can, you know, twelve thousand coaches can see a film instantaneously. So I believe that, you know, that that's why I kind of, kind of get a lot of people remember it as Streetlight Productions, but the, but I tried to change okay. change the name to where Streetlight Recruiting kind of uh, tells you what more about what I do than, than the production part. Man, well, let, let me tell you, man. Let let me be the first to say, man, man. I, I I thank you, man, for 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 being a person that do that, man. Because you got a lot of kids out there, man, that's in programs that are kind of often overlooked or, you know, fall through the cracks, man. So you provide a service like that, man, to help help these young guys get, get their name out, man, and, and link to universities where, you know, where the school is not necessarily doing it on their behalf, man. I, listen, man, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I got a, uh, you know, I got a little cousin, man, that's in football. He'll be playing Springwood this year, man. He's looking to do big things. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sure his name will come across the table, man. But thank you for everything that you do, man. Because these young guys oh, out wow. there, man, they, they, need, they need a chance to shine, man. I appreciate it. I'm just glad I can help. And actually, I work with a couple of Springwood players now, too. They're better players than uh, Maurice, Maurice Spears. They're uh, running back. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, Mo, Mo, yes, Mo, sir. Mo Spears is one of my guys. And then the, uh, Elijah Carroll, which is about 6'3, 220 pounds. Tight end defensive end over there. Spring was definitely got some good players, and I I just feel fortunate that I'm able to help these guys, and and they definitely it's their talent that, that, that helps them get out there. I just provide oh, yeah. them a an avenue, so I, I feel fortunate that I'm able to do that. Hey, well you go you go ahead and add Shaquille Thomas name to the list. If I can tell you now, man, this, this is a tenth grader that's running a four four flat. Man, I'm telling you, he, you know, he transferred from Valley, man, and he ready, he ready to, to, to announce himself for the world. Well, I, I, I definitely, I'm gonna be in touch with Coach Thomas Hill at Springwood here shortly, and I'm sure his name will come up, and hopefully we can get together and be able to help 
Uh, I've actually right now I've got kids from Valley High, Lynette, Springwood, and Chambers, and I'm I'm helping all of them. So I just feel fortunate to be able to help some of these local schools. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you, hopefully, hopefully get out of the county and make something, you know, make a name for themselves. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Def- and Scott, yeah, you definitely are a blessing to this area for doing that, man. I'm I'm glad that you oh, yeah. you had that vision well, to, to to help help these kids out in this area. And, and then uh, on top of that, you're you're a product of this area, so you you already know how the ins and outs are, and then it's easy to, right. to work to work with with things that you are you know common with and and, and used to. So I definitely commend yes, you on that. Uh, we we have Thank another you. question uh, from Jermaine in Georgia. Uh, you on the air again? Okay, he just dropped off. <laughs> but um, let's talk about college. Um, you know, this is SEC country. You know, Scott, Scott Scott is a Fighting Irish fan, but <laughs> yes, sir, go out. Oh, I'm still So, what's what's y'all take on the college football season with the playoffs coming up this year? No more BCS, so we can throw that out the window. Now we have a official playoff system, which, in my opinion, can be larger than fourteen. So, what what's y'all opinion on that? Man, I'm so excited about that, man. Uh, I think it would have grown to larger than fourteen. Say that again, no, I was just saying I'm excited about the, the playoff system, man. And I think eventually it'll, it'll probably grow to, you know, to maybe eight or twelve teams, man. But I think this format, man, you you will really see, you know, a, a true champion, man. Somebody, you know, by being a playoff system, you don't have to work, you know, rely on some computer, BCS rankings, man, and putting people ranking on number one who really don't deserve to be there. You know, got you know, cupcake schedule, whatever. I think the the way it's set up now, man. Whoever wins the national title, man, that you know, to me, that would be clearly the undisputed champion, man. You know, because obviously they would have to beat three other great teams, man, to to, to win it. So I, I'm loving it, man. I can't wait. So Obama, what you, what's your take on it? Uh, how is this? How is this uh, playoff system going to work? I'm not too familiar with how exactly how it's going to work. Well, basically, they have a panel. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but they have a. Um, well, of course, we still got the coaches' poll and, and uh, the AP poll. But at the end of the year, uh, they look at strength of schedule, um, who they play, margin of victory, and it's almost like how they do the the NCAA basketball tournament. You have a, a panel that picks the seeding. So what they're gonna do? They're gonna pick. In their mind, the four best teams out of the, the regular season, and then of course the conference championship games, and they're gonna play two games at a bowl site, and then the national championship game is gonna be at Jerry's World in Dallas, Texas. Oh my! Jerry, Jerry, done found a way to get him some of that college money. It was a moment of time, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yes, you, you already know. Jerry Jones is gonna have his hand all in all in that football. He's probably hoping Arkansas uh, can uh, make it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt that. <laughs> but yeah, as, as, well, as, as far as the SEC goes, um, it's, I think it's gonna be a three to four team race, and that's gonna be between South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn. That's that's what I think. Auburn is coming back to, to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. But I really think that they probably win ten games this year, or maybe nine. No, no less than nine, and but maybe ten. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I, I would say, you know, I, I will be upfront with you guys, and and I actually probably despise Auburn as much as any Alabama fan on earth. So I'll be honest <laughs> with you that I don't typically like Auburn a whole lot. But I will say this, looking at their schedule, uh, it's tough to argue that they that they don't have at worst one of the top five toughest schedules in America. So they could they could essentially be better than they were last year, and still not come anywhere near the playoff or national championship game. You know, but not even be in the hunt and still be better than they were last year because their schedule is going to be fairly tough. They got a couple tough road games, and, and when South Carolina comes into Auburn, it's going to be a home game, but it won't be it won't be anything easy. So uh, I think they got a tough road. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now. Uh, as far as the selection committee for the uh, the college football playoffs, they, they have 13 members on there. Oh, my. Okay, okay, yeah. Not for a call, he's right, right one of those members, right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Connelly's right. But I, think, I think Auburn, man, I think we'll be better defensively, man. We You know, we had some, some injuries on, on the D-line, man. It's, it kind of settles back a little bit. But I think I think the secondary – it's going to shock a lot of people this year, man. I think I think we're going to be really much improved, man. We had a couple of, uh, you know, uh, JUCO transfers that, that's probably going to make a difference um, back then in the, in the secondary. And, and you know, we, uh, we had the Quail Williams out there at wide receiver, man. I think we're going to see a more of a balanced Auburn attack. Because let's be real, I, I think Auburn know we can run the ball. And, I, and I, it ain't going to be no different this year. We're still going to be able to run the ball. You know, Corey Grandpa's still on average about nine yards to carry, so I don't think that's a problem. But I think you're going to see more of a balanced Auburn attack. So I, I really think, really, you know, offensively we're going to be fine. We're going to put up points. We're going to put up, you know, we're going to put up numbers and stuff like that. But I think if we can come around defensively, man, you know, I think we can still win about nine, ten, ten games. You know, they definitely got one of the toughest schedules in the country, man. So, you know, I just can't wait to see what what happens. But I know you mentioned Georgia too. Uh, Terrence, man, he said they could probably be in the hunt. But, man, Georgia, they, they got Clemson and South Carolina back-to-back coming out the gate, man, the first two games, man. And, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them guys. If they can pull them two off, man, you know, they they, they, they sit in the driver's seat. You know, they're they, they going to be sitting pretty good. Well, yeah, the good but thing he, for them is they, they, catch, they, catch and, they catch Clemson and uh, South Carolina uh, right there at the beginning where they're also start they're gonna be starting quarterbacks that haven't had a ton of experience. I mean Dylan Thompson at South Carolina's had some, but Clemson's gonna be starting, you know, a guy with almost no no experience under center. And and, and Hudson Mason got a he got a head start last year when David when uh, when Aaron Green went down. When Aaron Murray went down, I'm sorry. So he was able to get get his feet wet uh in, in such rivalries such as the Georgia Tech game and the Auburn game, he was able to play, I think so I think he'll, he'll, in the bowl game he'll be able to use that moving forward, whereas Clemson and South Carolina don't necessarily have that so much. Dylan Thompson's played very little at South Carolina, so I think uh, you might see that be an advantage for Georgia. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah I agree Scott, with I, I agree with you on that. And, and you know what? It was sad that Aaron Murray went down because he was one of the, probably one of the best SEC quarterbacks to come out in, in many years. And for him to go down, it was kind of a blessing in disguise for – for uh, Mason to, to get a chance to to get that playing time, so I think he has a lot of momentum going to the season, and that's why I feel like Georgia is going to be somewhere, someone you got to watch out for in the SEC East, along with on um, South Carolina. I, I, but you got to watch out for Missouri. It is something about them; they, they always like the dark horse team or whatever. I I, I was put them maybe the third and Florida fourth, but I would like to see Florida. 
come back, but I don't think Will Muschamp is, is is a fit for Florida because oh he's done man he done <laughs> yeah Florida Florida is running gun to me Florida Muschamp's in trouble <laughs> yeah I think Muschamp will be out after this season but I definitely I would like to see South Carolina and Georgia battle out for the East and then of course the in-state rivalry go for the West and. National Championship game prediction right now. Florida State probably would, might have a shot again. And I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be an SEC team that actually make it to the to the final game. I don't I don't man, I don't see it. Oklahoma got an outside shot, man. Uh Oklahoma returning a lot a lot of people, man. Uh, I I think Oklahoma is looking pretty good. The, the thing, the only thing you have to watch there, Oklahoma, and, I, and I've seen them as another Dame fan. I've seen them for the past two years, and I know Alabama saw them in the Sugar Bowl, and they've got a lot of talent. And Bob Stoops is a good coach. The, the thing you got to worry about there is the buildup from how well they played on national TV against Alabama, which they did play well. And I don't think mm-hmm. it had anything to do with Alabama not wanting to be there. I think Oklahoma just beat them. But that quarterback, the quarterback there. Uh, uh, number nine, I'm trying to think of his name off the top of my head, the guy that played against Alabama. He, he Over half of his touchdowns for last year and almost half of his completions for the year came in that, that one game. Best game. Yeah, that, that was the best game. He, he, he would never duplicate that again this season. Exactly. So, so you got to worry there. It, was that, was that, is that a mirage? Is that what you're going to get moving forward? Because a lot of people are building him up like that's what you're going to get. Do we know that's what they're gonna, what he's going to give? I'm not sure. That's a good point, man. You're right about that. I mean, he had the best game of his career against <laughs> Alabama, man. He had been there like that the whole season. So you you you're right about that. If they get that guy that showed up against Alabama, then yeah, you 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 can go ahead and probably toughen them in. But you're right, you're right. It's, it's like who's I mean, the up? guy's definitely he's definitely mobile. And I remember when they played when they played Notre Dame, uh, uh, they had a different starting quarterback. That guy didn't even actually start, but he did play some in a wildcat type package. That guy can run. That's the one thing we can justify right now. That guy's—he's going to hes a very mobile QB. But his passing, which was the reason he didn't start against Notre Dame, is that I don't necessarily think you're going to get what was he twenty-eight or forty-four for three hundred and fifty yards against Alabama. I don't think you're going to get that. So right. we're going to see. You know, so they got to go to—they got to go to TCU, which is a team that was banged up with injuries last year. I think you might see them get. Get get uh get, get bit in the butt a little bit right there, so to speak. I think you might find might get upset there because TCU is a program under Gary Patterson that typically plays great defense. If they go on the road in a hostile environment in the Big Twelve, they probably they, they could very well slip up right there. And if they slip up one time in the Big Twelve with no not with no conference championship game, you ain't coming out of there. You're not going to get right. a playoff with a loss in the, out of the Big Twelve. So um, yeah. I think that's something to kind of look at going forward. Exactly. Yeah. And um. Uh, uh, we we got to wrap things up here, and so I want to give you all a chance to uh, the, the promote and shout-out and acknowledge anybody y'all want to at this time. Okay, well, hey, uh, it's all about them Three Kings, man, Three Kings Radio. Thank you, Terrence, for allowing us to come on, man, and share a little bit of time with you, man. Uh, look us up. Uh, we Look us up on Facebook. Go to the website, the approach with the Three Kings.com, and just just shout us out, man. It's the world famous of Obama, you know, for the people. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, yeah, like, like uh, Obama said, man, thank you again, Terrence, man, uh, man, long-time friend, man, we still keep in contact, I will be down there, uh, actually, the, I think it's August 22nd, uh, spring will have their first game up in, um, up in Camp Hill, uh, okay. I forgot who they play, 
Uh, but I'll be down there, man. You know, we, we got to connect, man. And uh, thank you for having us on the show. And, you know, please, man, continue to shout us out. Be approached with the three kings. Uh, and, you know, you're doing good things, man, in that area, man, uh, for the Valley. So just just keep it up. Um, definitely shout out to you, Scott, man. Uh, you also, you, you're doing great things, man. I love what you're doing. Like I said, man, you, you, you're giving some of these kids that probably never even thought about, you know, going to school or, or you know, like a Division One school, man. You, you're making it happen, man. So I, I definitely appreciate it. I would love to have you. love to be on your show and Terrence you got my contact info and I'm on Facebook as well um, Terrence okay. I appreciate you having me as well and uh, anybody who wants to visit uh, visit my website it's uh, streetlightrecruiting.com and um, again you know basically you can get anybody that's got any athletes as far as girls boys any sport if they want to be promoted and try to you know attempt to get a college scholarship that's what that's probably where you need to visit and uh, again guys I appreciate the time and I enjoyed the conversation yes sir all right, Scott, and, and thank you so much. And I, I want to uh, also give my thanks out to the Three Kings Approach hosts, Dobama and Jarvis. Uh, definitely an uh, inspiration as well. Scott, thank you so much for everything you have done for this area. It's been a great show. I hope you all check, check me out, uh, www.kingofundergroundmedia.com. You can find me on Twitter, Live by Terrence, also on Instagram, Facebook, just pretty much anywhere. Just Google the name. But I, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I hope everybody have a blessed night. And I'm going to end the show just like I always started. This is not a comeback show. I've been out, out the loop for a while, but this is a theme song. Y'all all have a good night. Come on, man.
Todd. Todd, get upstairs and take out that garbage. <laughs> 